here at the Web Summit in Dublin with Ron Moritz of Biocatch. Um, Ron, tell us what Biocatch is doing. So Biocatch offers a cognitive biometric that we develop when users interact with applications either online or on the mobile platform to enable banks specifically to create a continuous authentication of the user during his session. So it's looking at behavior um, as a kind of personal identifier to make sure that it's, for example, me using my banking app. Um, so what kind of things are you looking at uh, in terms of behavior to check that it is the person who is supposed to be using the app? Well, we're definitely engaged with the device itself. So there's a difference between keyboards and mouse interaction versus a mobile device or a tablet, which is by design uh, inclusive of many more sensors. So if I'm using the touch screen uh, and I happen to use the touch screen in my right hand holding the device in my right hand with my uh, index, left index finger uh, swiping, uh, that angle in which I hold the device, the tremors of my hand, the pressure I apply, whether my swipe is continuous or whether it's clicks like a keyboard. Uh, how do I move through the application? What's my fluency? What's my familiarity with the application? What type of services I'm using in the application? All of these things are measurable. We take those measures, those things we measure, and we measure them throughout the entire session. We bring them for analysis against the entire population of everybody using that same banking app. And we do a statistical process to figure out what are the outliers that are unique to you based on the things that we've collected. We today measure over 500 uh, different um, metrics uh, through your interaction either on the mobile tablet device or through the keyboard and mouse. So if you're on the traditional platform using the web interface, uh, how are you scrolling through the application? Are you moving around with the scroll button on the mouse? Are you using page up and down? Are you using the arrow keys? How are you inputting data? Are you inputting data and using the delete key when you make an error? Are you using the mouse to highlight and then right click to delete? How is it that you know, you're encountering the application? Uh, and that encounter, that way that you use the device to work with applications tends to be consistent for you. And we measure that, we, we, we analyze that. In addition, we have what we call invisible challenges. Throughout the session, you're not even aware of it, we may cause things to happen which will trigger a response, a cognitive response from you. As an example, <coughs> the mouse typically flashes on your screen, the blinking cursor. When that goes away, we all have a particular response. I happen to use the shift key, mm -hmm. just because I don't want to touch any other key. I use the shift key. Some people move the mouse. Left-handed people move the mouse in a particular way. Right-handed people move the mouse. So left-handed people tend to move counterclockwise, right-clockwise. How aggressive are you? How wide are your movements when you use the mouse? All of these things are measurable. And these add to our knowledge, these invisible challenges add to our knowledge of who the person is. Do you get many um, false positives with this where um, uh, you, you falsely identify it's, the, um, uh, it's the, the wrong person? Right, so like any biometric, the big challenge is false positive, false negative. And, and certainly the false positive is the bigger risk because you don't want to trigger instances where you've not allowed somebody to complete a transaction because you've falsely identified them as somebody that they're not. 
So you want to actually have a very low false positive rate. What we found is that the machines can be trained relatively quickly. We develop mature profiles of users in only about 10 minutes of session time. So that's not continuous. It could be over three or six or 10 different sessions depending on you know, how frequent you use the application. Once we've developed a mature profile, our false positive rates, and, and once we have enough mature profiles across a particular platform, because again, we're, we're comparing not only the user against himself, but the user against the entire population using the same app, uh, we are able to move that false positive rate to a very manageable, very small number that the banks uh, feel is um, actually adding value to them and to their customer experience. And so how uh, widely deployed is this out in the real world? So we began uh, in the European domain. Uh, we're currently working with four of, the, uh, four of the five largest banks in the UK. Uh, we're working in Spain, we're working in Italy. Uh, we're actually in uh, Brazil. Uh, and we're working in the United States. Um, so those were the main countries we focused on initially. Uh, but clearly the top 20 industrial countries are our focus area uh, moving forward. And do you think this kind of uh, behavioral analysis could um, replace passwords? People are always talk about what could replace passwords. Is, is this, a, is this a, something that, that could be uh, used more widely in, in different kinds of apps? Uh, obviously, banking is a very, you know, it's important, uh, it's really secure, but uh, social apps, for example. Right, so I don't think we're the replacement to the front door. I think the front door is still in place. Uh, but it's almost like the sensors you might put in the house after you come through the front door, the motion sensors uh, and the other triggers uh, that would cause some type of concern or flag. Um, if you look historically at what the banks have done, we, we understand today that the life uh, of a traditional username password is over and all of those uh, technologies are in fact evolving. We're not out to replace that front door, the gatekeeper uh, function. We still think that there are valid technologies there that will help. What we're there to do is really add value throughout the session. And the main reason is that we can't be assured and the bank cannot be assured that it's still you driving the session. Today, one of the most common attacks, and we're seeing this throughout Europe, the banking community in Europe is uh, very um, frustrated with this problem because the existing technology they have is unable to detect what's called a remote access Trojan that's specifically targeted to their customers, right, to their bank uh, retail users and corporate uh, banking users and wealth management. And those uh, targeted attacks basically end up putting malware on the device, malware that is only valid when the person is engaged with that particular bank. Um, and what may happen is that you may log in through the front door using whatever credentials and mechanisms that the bank has provided to you to get into the application. Uh, you may do all your banking, you may think you disconnected and logged out, and yet somebody who is watching that remote access Trojan in the back is able to actually continue that session and do other functions such as change phone number, add a new payee, do some wire transfers. Uh, that's the concerns that the bank have today. That's where we see a lot of fraud coming in. As it turns out, because BioCatch watches the session continuously, doesn't rely simply on those credentials that were given at the start of the session, we're able to help the banks see that the session has moved from low risk, that it really is Martin, to high risk. It's Ron running a remote access Trojan from wherever country uh, he happens to be residing in at that moment in time.
Uh, those are the type of things that I think we can help with. So we're, uh, you know, again, helping the customer experience by doing two things. Number one, reducing the risk because at any time the bank can check the score that we've developed for the session and say, is it high or low? High risk, low risk. Number two, if you look at the technologies the banks have deployed, the what I would call second generation fraud technologies, um, a lot of the things that happen today are step up authentication or out of band authentication. You may get an SMS message with a six digit code that's going to expire in 10 minutes that you have to key into the application to allow a higher risk transaction such as ad payee to continue. And that's the way the banks today deal with the problem of risky transactions in some cases. Maybe it's uh, transaction value based, whatever the trigger is. Those out-of-band um, processes are not always as accurate or as successful as they should be. And the result is they trigger both frustration on the user side and problems for the bank and costs on the bank on the back side. So if you can reduce the amount of time that you have to go to an out-of-band credential system, uh, that's also very helpful, both in terms of the user experience, it's much more fluid, it's much more transparent. We're developing this biometric passively. You, you don't know that you're involved in it. And the bank side is able to authorize those transactions without engaging you in additional workload. Thank you very much. Fascinating, and uh, yeah, look forward to seeing how it develops in the future. Thanks very much, Ron Moritz of Biocatch.